0: Everyone and welcome to the 113th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Tro! Hey, guys. And Sabrina! Hi
1: there!
2: How's it going, guys? Ooh, I'm God. getting sick. Oh, no, don't what? get sick. Ugh. Yeah, I'm getting sick. You know, my throat is hurting and starting to hurt, and I'm going to NMA LA, so I think that's there's even a high chance... That's even the worst time. Oh,
1: my God. it's <laughs> the worst time. I think
2: there's a high chance of me actually getting sick because, you know, oh, cold sickness is you know that's a real thing but you're also yeah. like
1: patient 0 cuz you're kind of slowly sick right now that you could spread it to everybody else yeah
2: maybe you're the source <laughs> you're, <a patient laughs> you're the yes. zero you're the source, of food. source i'm like a zombie uh, you know i can just like guys, you, you, you are the, the
0: biohazard <laughs> i am the biohazard <laughs> that's that's awesome all right well
2: uh be safe
1: have fun i will stay hydrated oh, stay hydrated take uh, vitamin c
2: Oh yeah, and I can't wait for the Kingdom Hearts gathering. I got I'm going to bring some of my Kingdom Hearts Unshinki posters for them. Oh, nice. so, these guys are going to be happy. They're going to be happy. That's for sure. All right, so we have a big episode today so
0: let's uh, let's get this show on the road. For you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the gaming Union network. We release every Tuesday rotating each week with Final Fantasy Union and we come out on
2: the iTunes store kingdomheartsunion.com and Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at Ultimania. See, I'm really ready. <laughs>
0: it's all right. Don't Aww. worry about it. Don't worry about it. We have a two-segment show today. Our first segment is going to be our Kingdom Hearts 2.8 review. Yay! Yay! It's finally out. The Kingdom Hearts series has moved forward a bit. Just a little bit, but it has moved forward. So we will be have talking, a step. Uh, so we exciting. Will have a, uh, we will have a nice spoiler-free review. So if you haven't finished the game or if you're not sure uh, about buying it just yet, our Kingdom Hearts 2.8 review will be spoiler-free. That being said, our second segment is our Kingdom Hearts 2.8 spoiler cast. So, fair warning, the second segment will be full of spoilers. 100% spoilers. We will spoil everything start to finish. So, if you don't want to hear spoilers just yet, do not listen to that. But the first segment is fair game. Uh, Don't worry, we will have copious warnings prior to starting the spoiler cast so just fair warning right now uh just so you know but if if you're if spoilers are a bad thing for you right now and you just want to hear our opinions on the game spoiler free stick around for the first segment and listen to the segment second segment after you finish the game anyway moving on Uh, In the way of announcements, as always, if you guys like the show and you want to support us, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKH union. Just pledge a dollar and get access to a special podcast called Please Be Excited. Our Patreon executive producers for this episode are Barry Norton, who is at Nortron Zero, Christian Burge, Christian Thompson, who is at Orbits Gaming on Twitter, Lewis James, Satria Jaja Zudarma, who is at Satria625 Ruben, Skylar Loveless, Tiger Crane, who is at Pow Poo Milkshake, Tyson Wildman, who is at Ty Wildman1 on Twitter, uh, William Trengrove, who is at Varnish the Azure, Chris Morales, and uh, Diglio, who is at ChubbaArcanine. Arcanine. We and got sure if Eric- you want to take these next ones. Yes.
2: <laughs> we got <laughs> Eric Decker at Chuckle Taco. Harley Crawley at Dark Z T Okami, Jonathan Gonzalez at Oh It's Just Johnny, Josh McNabb at J T K Nine, Michael Graham, Thorin Bullen at Massacre Twenty Three, Zach Toronto at Z Fifty Eight, Alex Troutman at Akira Nimjin. Billy Jackson at Underscore Billy Jackson, Darren Matthews at Doomster Seventy Three, Jason Rivera at Neo Arcadiac Joseph Robertson at Pokemon Trainer J. And Seb,
0: if you only take these last ones.
1: Uh, so we got Julio Carrillo at Dead Demon 225. Keith Field at The Mighty Keith. Mario Herker. Uh, Mike Shirley Donnelly at Curious Quail. Uh, Muhammad Quayam. Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore knack 95. Rachel Casterton at Airboy Yun Ray. Uh, Tony Stamen at Tony Stamen, uh, Vita Nitas at V underscore Tron 5000, and Zelda Clone at Apes Type Novels.
0: And as always, if you want to be a part of the show, please send us your questions to KHUQuestions at gmail.com so we can talk about what you want to talk about. All right, guys, it is finally time for our Kingdom Hearts 2.8 review!
1: Yay! Yay!
0: So we've got uh, several uh, parts to this review. We will be talking about the graphics, the gameplay, the story, the music, and we will finally give a score out of ten about how we feel about this entire package of Kingdom Hearts Two Point Eight. Uh, you know, and, and and how much of a value we think it is for any, everyone. All right, so first. Let's talk about them graphics. Them <laughs> graphics. Oh my goodness. It's got some sweet graphics. Oh my god, it was it, it oh was so what, beautiful. What Who was are that? People? The, back back in the day there was this crazy Nintendo commercial where they were looking at Nintendo Power and they oh, I yeah they, I looked, remember. they saw they saw I like Legend of Zelda and like, "Oh man,
1: look at those graphics." <laughs>
2: And oh I those commercials the back time. in the day. Yeah,
0: those
1: are yeah. so good. They're so great. Just to like yeah. go back to.
0: So let, let's talk about those graphics. So uh first let's talk about 0.2. That's clearly uh one of the more uh beautiful uh titles in the I don't think beautiful collection. is
2: like the the right word, you know. It's like it's, like, it's like you see something so amazing and it just makes you want to cry, you know. It just
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: some parts of it do make me want to
0: cry. It, <laughs> it yep. does. For yep. for for good, for good and bad reasons. <laughs> but anyway, what what do you guys think of the look of 0.2? Let's start with you Sabi. How do you feel about the look of 0.2? It's the first, you know, Kingdom Hearts game that that you can play that uh was built in Unreal Engine 4. It looks gorgeous. What do you think about it?
1: I think it just looks just really really well done and I'm very impressed with mm-hmm. it. Just like with all the detailing and how everything's kind of like built, it just felt like it's in the right direction of continuing a series that's you know has a lot of technology evolved with it. So yes, it's really nice, and I'm really happy yeah. that was like playing on Tuesday, well Tuesday night. Yeah, this oh.
0: this might be step stepping ahead a little bit, but th- so the last Kingdom Hearts game that was like a full Kingdom Hearts game that wasn't a cell phone game. Uh the last Kingdom Hearts game we had was Dream Drop Distance and that was the game that sort of pushed the "quote unquote PS2 style of Kingdom Hearts" as far as it has gone in the past. And one of the biggest changes that uh Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance introduced was large levels. Like these were, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2. as uh, Dream Drop Distance had uh relatively speaking massive levels compared to the old games. Now, how do you feel about the levels in zero point two? Because they're definitely a lot bigger, a lot more detailed. How do you feel about them?
1: They're no, like they're they're good. Like I like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to for a lot of um, people to go back to something that it's already been used and having a new sense of area for them. So all the places yeah. that like you've seen. Like you're like, you're like, oh, I know where this is, but it's kind of like it's still different. So it's not like yeah, it yeah. rehashing or anything like that. It's still having the same concepts and feel like of like, you know, of um, the different uh, places that you've seen before. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is still new because it's obviously yeah. not the same place, but it yeah. still looks really good. I still I still like the, like the design of it. And I liked how it progressed through the story in a sense of like how things worked in the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. Churro, how do you feel about the uh, graphics in zero
2: point two? It's all inspiring. It's like like phenomenal. Like when I loaded up my copy, um, I, I just spent like a good like five minutes just staring at it. Just like, yeah, you know, it's like wow. You know, it's we're here, right here. It's like we are. This is the next, you know, generation, right here, dude. And Finally, it's like. It's like Man, it's, you know, honestly, it's hard to describe in the words. You know, it's just so beautiful. It's so gorgeous. Definitely.
0: I I definitely agree. Uh, I was really surprised uh, with 0.2, especially how it turned out in the final form compared to what we have been seeing uh, all the way since, you know, E3, where it was clearly very rough. But now, you know, I feel like it's at a, at a very good level. I feel like the, you know, just generally the characters look a lot better. Um, you know, they look a lot more like how you would expect them to look on these consoles. You know, right. they, it, it kind of feels like a further development of the original style, whereas... What we saw at E3, it looked like a bunch of plastic Barbie dolls running yeah, around. Yeah, it, the the lighting was weird,
2: and it, it was looked, really weird. And like you said, you know, they like like I said, the lighting made it look weird because the way that everything was reflected off the the body. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it just made it so really difficult. You know, like I don't want to, I don't like to use the word cringeworthy, but like it wasn't cringeworthy. It just looked Yes, yeah, Some of, place. of it was, some of it was, especially like
0: for example, how Tara looked in the original E3 demo. That yeah, was bad. That was really that was bad. bad. But now, he looks he looks great. He looks perfect. Aqua looks perfect. Ven looks perfect. Um, I, I will say, though, not all the characters look that great. I'll, I will say the uh, main characters, the main Kingdom Hearts trio, Sora, Riku, Kairi, uh, they look kind of weird still. Like I, agree. I think, I think maybe because they're not the focus of 0.2, they didn't get the same love that Terra Ven and Aqua got cuz you know, they're the focus. They, they they got probably the most polish, but I will say yeah, uh, when it comes to Riku, Kyrie, Sora, they need a lot more work in my opinion. And I think naturally they'll they'll get it. At least Sora will. Sora will definitely get it. Riku will probably get it. I hope Kyrie gets it uh yen oh yen sid yen sid looks way better by the way compared to what we saw in previews yen sid looks so much better oh my goodness i know so Um, still kind
1: of looks like angrily like creepy at times yeah yeah he's but (laughs) But i think that's just how it's it's
0: (laughs) a lot it's a lot better than what they were showing of him before yeah
2: the the first trailer that we saw of him it was it it was real bad like
0: yeah, his his beard looked like it was made of like some hard plastic. Oh my god. But now it's like, now it doesn't reflect light that much. You know, because hair is... The way hair reflects light is a lot softer than plastic does. Plastic reflects light very uh, sharply. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, almost like a mirror. Whereas uh, m- a beard should not be mirror-like. That's not the way you should describe a beard. A beard is not mirror-like it's uh, a softer reflection so uh yeah that looks good mickey uh, he was very hit and miss they did not fix mickey the, mickey is not all the way fixed um i wish they would go back and just like
1: okay can i just redo say him that like every time you mentioned mickey and then when i played it all I could focus yeah. is all, all the things you said about it, and I stared I right at him, and I was like, Brandon has ruined me, and I was oh, like, I'm staring at Big I was like, why is
0: going on? His <laughs> mouth is so wrong. Everything about it is so wrong. Why is it so bad? Uh, I hope they
2: fix him, you know, in Kingdom Hearts I three. hope so.
0: Now, I'm not sure if, if this is the case, and I, I don't want to bash on these guys, because I'm sure they're great artists, too, but uh, out of all the you know, so so there's two there's two titles in this collection that were done in Unreal Engine Four. There was back cover and there was 0.2. Those were done in Unreal Engine Four. Mm-hmm. Uh, of these two, one of them was heavily outsourced. One was not, or at least one was not he- like as heavily outsourced. 0.2 was heavily outsourced, especially to India. Now I'm not saying that they're not talented artists, but Generally, when you outsource to a country like India or Korea, the reason you're doing that is because you need a lot of quick, cheap labor, uh, emphasis on quick. So I kind of feel that in in 0.2. Uh, I'll say that in... Terms of some of the characters, you know, there's a lot of inconsistency with the characters. Some of them are excellent, some of them are not excellent. Like Riku and Kairi, they they look kind of weird. Mickey is somewhere in between. Sora looks kind of weird sometimes. I will also say that the animation in some of the cutscenes is a little weird, especially in the epilogue. Uh, the animation is very strange uh, in terms of how smooth it is it's not smooth that's that's what i'm trying to get at is it's it feels very pose to pose you know if you're uh if you're an animator you know what that you know what you know what those terms mean you know it feels like he's just trying to hit you know they're just trying to hit poses whereas they're not you know being properly animated uh to the polish level you would expect for that visual fidelity so there's there's definitely some aspects of that that to me smacked of oh this is outsourced. You know, I I could tell just by looking at some of these things that yeah, this is not to the level of quality it should be. Whereas, and let's move on to back cover, back cover, which was not heavily outsourced. I, I don't think there was any outsourcing overseas at least. Uh, I did I think I saw maybe some other studios that may have been Japanese studios that also worked on it, but uh, it didn't look like it was outsourced to India or China or anywhere outside of Japan. Um, back cover looks excellent. Yes. Now, one you. thing, one thing I do want to say about back cover that I haven't seen anywhere else talk about it, but I haven't really been looking. Uh, back cover is pre-rendered. It's entirely pre-rendered, actually. Uh, but it is. It was done in Unreal Engine Four, but they uh, rendered the Unreal Engine 4 stuff to a video. What you are watching on on 2.8 is a video. Uh, you can tell this because if you look at uh, dark darker scenes, you can see banding, color banding. And if you don't know what color banding is, just look it up, uh, uh, Google color banding, and you'll see it immediately, and it'll stick out to you like a sore thumb throughout the whole movie. I'm sorry. But Again, <laughs> Yeah, sorry. But clearly this this is not something that's running on the PS4 or PS4 Pro. And that's fine. It's a cutscene. You're not playing it, so whatever. So, uh overall, that's why back cover looks so much better than uh 0.2 uh in terms of uh visual quality is because it's not being rendered by the PS4. It was most likely rendered on a high-end PC. It was probably done in real time, but it was done in real time on a high-end PC, not on a development console, you know, not on a PS4. So, uh, moving on from that, visually, what did you guys think of back cover? Let's start with you again, Sabi. What did you think of back cover visually? How beautiful was it?
1: It looked really good. I I, I was just happy with it. It just felt like, I don't know, just like a good... Uh, it just felt good that to watch something that's Kingdom Hearts related in some sort of like mm-hmm. almost movie format, but like yeah. it looked really good. I was like, it just seemed great. Like, I how do you know
0: feel if... it? How do you feel it compared overall visually to zero point two? Do you feel like it was like a huge leap? Oh or yeah, for just, sure. Like after you bit. mentioned yeah. all this
1: stuff, like just now, it makes it yeah. makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Because like, like obviously like like even though zero point two like still looks really good. Yeah, it um, looks amazing. But back cover like like you said it's pre rendered so like it's to me it's, it's going to look nice either yeah, they, way. Yeah,
0: they can do anything in back cover. They don't have to worry about the PS4 having to do do any of the heavy lifting.
1: Yeah. Um, like yeah. How, how do
0: you feel about the uh, about the the way the characters looked in back cover as compared to? <laughs> As compared to our complaints with zero point two. <laughs> Was were there any characters that look bad in back cover?
1: No, but like all I could see is just like their their chins and mouth, <laughs> like I'm just kinda yeah. like that, it's a that, that's a face. That's that's a basic face. <laughs> yeah. that me, that's maybe yeah. that's the so only we, difference for that. We yeah. couldn't
0: see much, but th- there were port parts where we saw like uh like some keyblade wielders that, that weren't the uh that weren't the foretellers. Yeah. That, yeah, they, the, they look fine.
1: They were like okay. I was like, oh, it's like oh, look, I mean, even, it's like, even though they're like, like generic number two eighty one. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, they're de- they're definitely very generic looking. Okay, how about how about ephemer? <laughs> Apparently, that's how you pronounce it. ephemer. How, how about ephemer? He's not generic. How do you think he looked?
1: He looks fine.
0: He's the guy. He's the guy with the white hair. Talk to talk to Ava. This is not a spoiler. It was in the trailer.
2: Sorry. And if you played. The browser game and on Jinki, yeah, you'll see if it already. You played,
0: yeah, if you played on Jinki, you know who Ephemer is. Apparently, it's not Ephemer or Ephemera. Like it's it isn't Japanese. It's pronounced it's pronounced Ephemer, <laughs> Ephemer, Ephemer. <laughs> Just say that twenty times. So uh, Chura, what, what do you, what do you think of
2: the look of Bat cover? Again, it's gorgeous. You know, I love the lighting. You know, Daybreak Town. It looks so. With, so you know with the sun creeping out you know it just yeah. brings so much light to the world you know it makes you it just breathes life into it you know it's just definitely um you know all the all the foretellers are definitely very detailed despite them being you know, on faces covering up you know everything from down to their articles of clothing you know you can see like the little patterns on the on their clothing yeah you know it's and from it's like, and even in dark, even like a like a semi dark area, like the master's room, it still illuminates yes. a lot of light to it. You know, yeah, that's actually something I wanted to bring
0: up is that uh, not only does Daybreak Town look good, but all the interiors look really, really good. Like they really mastered uh, the lighting in Unreal Engine Four, at least in in uh, this pre rendered stuff. They they figured out how to do it really, really well. Uh, it actually reminded me a lot of like architectural renders that have been done in uh, in Unreal Engine four. And if you've not seen any, Google uh, Unreal Engine four architectural vis- visualization, and it will blow your mind that that is real time graphics. Like those guys are really pushing Unreal Engine four forward, and that's the kind of stuff that uh, that I would have guessed inspired uh, what what they're doing with the lighting and in back cover because it actually looks very similar uh, to what you know the Arkviz guys are doing with Unreal Engine Four. So yeah, I would say j- just to echo what you guys are saying, yeah, back cover looks amazingly gorgeous. I'm really excited because this. Unlike with 0.2, where they had you know some very clear deadlines and restrictions because it was running on PS4, with Back Cover they were allowed to sort of spread their wings and figure out Unreal Engine 4 to see what it could do. And uh, I remember specifically uh, Nomura said that uh, Back Cover specifically is the uh, visual target for Kingdom Hearts 3 cutscenes. So. I don't know where that's gonna fall. Is that does that mean that all the cutscenes in Kingdom Hearts three are gonna be pre rendered? I don't think so, because I don't think they have enough data on the disc to fit all those cutscenes. But maybe we might see more cutscenes than usual that are pre rendered. Um, back in uh, back in Kingdom Hearts two, for example, there was really only one cutscene that was pre rendered, and that was the uh, the battle right before the battle with uh, the Thousand Heartless. That cutscene, and you know that's that's part of the reason why they had an orchestral song in that part is because it was pre-rendered. So, so that cutscene was pre-rendered, but maybe in Kingdom Hearts, you know, three there'll be a lot more. Oh, uh, uh, one Kingdom Hearts game that had only pre-rendered cutscenes was. Rechain of Memories. Rechain of Memories cutscenes were all pre-rendered as well. And that's why they look so bad in the HD versions cuz they're all pre-rendered. <laughs> oh wow. But that's also why they they looked so far ahead of what they were doing at the time with like Kingdom Hearts 2's cutscenes is cuz they did pre-render them. And like in later games, like Birth by Sleep, Birth by Sleep's cutscenes only benefited because of what they, what the Osaka team figured out with, with Chain of Memories. So I'm hoping that maybe we'll get some sort of hybrid where, you know, with Kingdom Hearts 3 cutscenes, they take everything that they learned from back cover and from 0.2. They figured out how to do the cutscenes fully real-time. They figured out what is possible in pre-rendered stuff. And then maybe for Kingdom Hearts 3, they can, like, do the best of both worlds and just have like really amazing looking cutscenes. So. So that's that with back cover. Let's talk real quick about Dream Drop Distance. Uh just uh to be honest, real quick, just to be transparent, I did not play through all of Dream Drop Distance. Neither did I. Nope. <laughs> yeah, none of us did. We have we have all played through Dream Drop Distance in the past on 3D S, yep. but we have not played this version to completion. Uh just to be completely transparent, at least with me, I played through all of the Traverse Town segment on both sides of Sora and Riku, just so I could get a representative sample of what the gameplay and the uh, and the graphics are like, because clearly this is an HD re-release, so the biggest uh, Difference is going to be what is in the title. This game is ported to an HD console, so it's going to look a lot prettier. So, in the case of Dream Drop Distance, one of the biggest updates is the fact that the resolution has been up updated to 1080p, so it looks super pretty. And on top of that, this game is running in 60fps. But what they didn't mention in the past is that only the gameplay runs in 60fps. The cu- uh, cutscenes still run at 30fps. So just just to be clear, uh, cutscenes running at 60 at FPS sometimes look a little weird. If you've ever seen uh, high frame rate movies like The Hobbit or, well, basically any of The Hobbit movies because those were released in high frame rate, if you've ever seen any of those and you thought it looked weird, you know, it's because our brains are used to lower frame rates for movies, and sometimes when they move with a higher frame rate, it looks kind of weird, kind of looks like a soap opera. That's why soap propos look as weird as they do, because they're recorded at 60 FPS. It's very strange. But anyway, uh Sabi Churo, if you just real quick tell me uh, what you thought visually of of Dream Drop Distance and its
2: updates, how clean it looks.
1: Oh yeah, it was very impressed? smooth. Very smooth. I I Very, very, very smooth. Uh, I enjoyed it
2: too. I mean they I mean the transition from 3DS to you know ps4 you know mm-hmm. and the way it looked you know they did a fantastic job of yeah. doing that yeah, you know I agree. definitely it is smooth like butter and
0: i I kind of agree more my only like slight critique to it and like it's just the reality that they're working with a a game that was on a handheld is a lot of the uh assets like some of the models are a little low polygon like the fingers look really bad and like some of the characters look a little weird. Like it's it's definitely not the polish of like a PS2 Kingdom Hearts game, but it's like what can you do? This was on this was on 3DS before, so clearly they were very, uh, you know, strapped for how many polygons they could put in the game, and obviously their main concern with this release was not through Dream Drop Distance, it was 0.2, and it was back cover, and obviously th- those games or those. Uh, things got the budget whereas Dream Drop Distance was just like well we need to put a game in here <laughs> so yep, yep. that that's what Dream Drop Distance was all right, so moving on, let's talk about gameplay. So uh, since there's only two things that you could actually play in here, we'll be talking about zero uh, point two and Dream Drop Distance. So first, Sabby, what did you think about the Kingdom Hearts zero point two gameplay?
1: Had a bit of a learning curve. It's because yeah, I was like oh, interesting things what, have what, changed. What,
0: <laughs> what what difficulty did you start on? Um,
1: I started on standard because I was like I was okay. like, do I want to do proud? And I was like, no, let's do standard because it's like it's like one in the yeah, morning already. I need to play this game. Um, yeah. Yeah, just like uh certain things that felt familiar like as with everybody like, you know, your attacks and all that stuff. And you yeah. the first thing you do when you try it out is you want to mess with everything just to see how it goes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh the little one thing that I didn't notice until halfway in the game was with my reflect and i was like oh interesting
0: oh <laughs> uh, yeah you have to you stop and you hit the hit the square and then you can reflect
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's it, that that definitely is a little strange um I, I gotta say one thing that stuck out to me just from the get-go in in 0.2 mm-hmm. is the movement the movement feels really interesting. the the way you run through the world, it feels really, really fast. <laughs> like,
1: oh no, it's Aqua I think it's just good. runs
0: so fast, and she jumps really, really yeah, high. She jumps like, really
1: high, and I was like, oh yeah. man. Um, but I think the running, I feel like it makes sense because of just how vast that like world is. You need yeah, to have that faster fast. run because it's like, because I don't know if you guys did it in Birth by Sleep. But I, like, made her cartwheel everywhere because literally that was the fastest way that she could get to places. So having... Not using a button to sprint... Having a fast run
0: is, like, necessary. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's handy. I I enjoyed that. The reflect was kind of weird, but it was kind of cool because you don't have to dedicate a shortcut for it specifically, but you do have to maneuver it in some way that you're kind of like, oh, I have to do this, and you're like, oh, no. Like, just timing it. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, How did you feel about... uh, some of the uh, mechanics in the game so for example there was uh, the uh, style changes like spellweaver and there's also uh, you know holdover from birth by sleep the uh, shot lock system where you could uh, do you know the shot lock and then it would you know sort of launch a bunch of lasers at the uh, at yeah. the end you w- how do you feel about those old birth by sleep mechanics and h- how do you feel about them in in uh, 0.2.
1: So, I enjoyed the fact that um, it brought it brought back, like, the... Like, as long as you did at least have the three major combos, it would lead into yeah. one of those. And that was really cool. um, I think that was a little... That was much more well done. Obviously, like, they improved from the Birth by Sleep, which is good, because, like, you want something to be improved and not have the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find that the... Currently, the Shock Lock is a little bit, like, to me, a little bit useless, because... I feel like yeah. it didn't really do much for me.
2: Oh ho ho, ho ho ho! You haven't played Critical or Proud yet. Well, no, I yeah, haven't. Yeah, yeah. But
1: no, for as of right
2: now, that,
0: that's just how it always is. In in like the standard mode, you can you can you, you can ignore certain mechanics. Yeah, that's just how it always is in Kingdom Hearts. But then if you play in the hardest difficulty, it's like, oh, you need everything.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. it's... That's fine. It's, for me, right now, yeah, like yeah. when I played it, when I first started using it, I was like, I still don't really use it in Sleep, so I don't think I'm gonna use it in zero point two. But you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, a- after that, like that stuff was fine. Like the um the spell spell winder spell binder whatever I don't know which one is yeah not.
0: spell spell weaver spell
1: weaver yeah whatever <laughs> like it's, they all sound the same to me. Um, no, like I I enjoyed that. They like it. Yeah. It was really cool. It was nifty to have. Um
0: what I wish would happen though with Spellweaver I kind of feel like I wish it was like a drive form when if you immediately triggered it it would also heal you entirely cuz <laughs> so it's like I need health <laughs> please and then it's like oh no it doesn't do anything for me no uh
1: to me it's right, not sure. that bad yeah
0: yeah yeah it, it's 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 fine The Spellweaver is is great the other one is great too I just wish there was also, like, a uh, uh, auto-heal for babies
1: mm. like me. <laughs> so,
2: so Churro, what what do you think of the gameplay in 0.2? Just like Sebi said, definitely a, of a learning curve, because, like, since we're all, like, seasoned Kingdom Hearts, you know, players... Yeah, but, like, we're seems, used to how it feels. Yeah, and then, when, but then once you get, you know, the understanding of this is, you know, same Kingdom Hearts, but it's different because, you know... The situations change, you know, it's like we're in the world of darkness and, you know, we don't know how the enemies react. We don't know yeah. how, you know, Aqua's set up because, you know, you can't change her abilities. So everything's yeah. just preset for you. So you have to kind exactly. of deal with with what you have. And yeah. I originally started the game at a proud mode and that was a big mistake because yep. um, I got my ass handed to me so many times. So I said, "Screw it! I'm uh, going back to standard," and I beat it on standard, and then um, tried it again. I'm proud, and I just rage quitted. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. it's it's it gets pretty bad. I was trying it on critical
0: the other day, and yep, that uh that that
2: game's pretty hard. Well. I haven't, well, this was, this is all before P patch This was only patch 1.01. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 01. This isn't 1.02, which they adjusted, you know, critical and prod mode yet. So yeah. I would have to go back and play, uh, prod mode again to see if I can, you know, yeah. take it on with the post-pa- post-patch.
0: post Yeah. See how that goes. Uh, for me personally, uh, yeah, definitely agree with a lot of what you guys have already said, uh, talked about the movement, uh. I think overall, it was really good. I thought the camera was interesting. Yeah, it was, like camera it, it's was decent. Dif- it's different. It was good. It, it's not as bad as like some of the other Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. Though, I will say, I always felt in a battle, I could see what I needed to see, but I felt like I wasn't seeing the best stuff. Like I felt like I was always missing stuff. Like I want to see what the other characters are doing, what the other enemies are doing. Yeah, because i always felt it it just didn't feel like it was framing it wasn't framing the scene very well it was framing the action so i could see it well enough which i guess is most important but i i guess i I don't i don't know if i can accurately gauge that because this is a game based on lock on so if you lock on you'll you'll hit stuff even if you can't see it
2: and not only that like some enemies move kind of too fast
0: yeah you know, true. for the camera
2: to kind of keep up with it and and then if you're moving and the enemy's moving at a, like a weird angle like the camera yeah. does you know it's like i know the camera's supposed to follow aqua but yet yeah, when you're locked on it's trying to do two things at once you know and it goes exactly. like completely insane yeah and i feel
0: like i don't know maybe i'm just old-fashioned but i think the camera's way too far back i want it a little bit closer and i want a lower angle Because I like it how it was back in the old days in Kingdom Hearts 1 that when you would lock on to a character, it would like sort of like do a down tilt and it would give you this really cool action angle on the on the scene. And it just if you ever got if you guys ever have time, go go back to Kingdom Hearts 1 and like get kind of far away from an enemy and lock on and see what the camera does. The camera does a tilt down. We talked about it uh, a bit in the uh, in the deep dive stream, I believe. And it's just it's very cinematic. I love it. So I wish they I wish they would kind of do that. I know it's maybe not conducive to gameplay, but I don't know. I I, I like these things. Maybe I'm old fashioned, but anyway, old, uh, yeah. I would say I would say overall the gameplay was great. Um, kind of wish there was more uh, variety in terms of the bosses, but you know. You take you take what you can get, but uh, yeah, that that was great. So yeah, overall gameplay, I'm really impressed. This is the best K- Kingdom Hearts has ever played, in my opinion. So uh, moving on, let's talk about Dream Drop Distance. From what we've played, uh, there's some interesting gameplay changes uh, that had to happen because this was a originally a touch touch had a touch screen abilities because it was on the 3ds. Uh, so certain uh, certain things like the uh, I forget what it's called. The dream drop thingy not not slow motion? not not flow motion, oh. but the thing where you like pull the
1: uh in different worlds it did different you, like, things. Gra- right?
0: gra- you, reality shift, that's what yeah. it is. Reality shift where you grab the barrel and you can like shoot it like slingshot. Yeah, yeah that, that that mechanic's that a felt little weird. weird. You have to that
1: felt so weird. You have to trigger.
0: you have to trigger that with triangle circle. What is that? <laughs> Can't they pick a button? I know, right. I'm sure all the buttons are used. Um, but I, think,
1: like, I think it's just the placement of our hands It kind of makes sense, just because our thumbs kind of cover the yeah. two anyway, so it it yeah. goes that I way. I kind of
0: wish they utilized more of the, uh, the touchpad, because yeah, I feel like most right? of that stuff could have... Most of that stuff could have been touchpad stuff. So it's like, come on, man. I don't know, so uh you know we were talking about before we started recording you know the whole deal with dream eaters petting dream eaters is kind of weird because you have to do it with the analog stick yeah analog stick instead of the touchpad like there's a dedicated touch thing on this controller and this is console exclusive to ps4 so come on
1: (laughs) it just felt really weird when i was like oh like pet the dream eater i'm like okay so i actually like went for the touchpad because you know yeah as a, like a user experience type of thing or knowing or understanding like usability of yeah. stuff it's just like yeah i'm gonna like touch the touchpad and like pet my thing and it's yeah, like no exactly. analog stick and i was like this is so weird and i was like oh yeah. uh. it's like petting your like it's I like would... petting, a, petting like a cat or a dog with like a, a stick like yeah like.
0: or like well pe- petting a cat or a dog with like a i don't know a uh, a, a hand on a stick <laughs> yeah it's like they're
1: they're there you you're, they're you're, there. you're a good kitty you're a good dog good here yeah, yeah, yeah. like stroking know. it like awkwardly
0: <laughs> it's really weird so yeah that that that's bizarre uh one thing i will say since we were speaking of camera i think the camera in uh dream Drop distance is also way too far back and a little weird but it might
2: have always been that weird I mean, considering uh, how big the areas are, you know, I guess they moved it back. It, it has to, to
0: be. And, and not yeah. only that, like you move so fast, especially with the flow motion, like it's kind of necessary. Mm. But I kind of wish like maybe in when you're not doing flow motion, the camera was closer. And then when you started doing flow motion, maybe it would pull back a little bit. I mean, maybe you move too fast for that to be, you know, not barf inducing, but I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's just what I think. What do I know? So, uh, of your time playing uh, Dream Drop Distance uh, on PS4, what what you guys think of uh, gameplay-wise? How did it feel? Smooth. I mean, it's an old game. Yeah, it's smooth. Yeah. I would agree.
1: Just some stuff is yeah, uh, familiar smooth. and other things that just, like the touchscreen stuff, it's like, oh, what, what did they change it to? It was interesting to see what they did.
0: Yeah, I would say just one other thing. Uh, Because I when I did dive into this, get it dive Uh, when i did dive into this after uh i I did it after playing through 0.2 and it was interesting to feel the difference between the two games and i gotta say 0.2 feels way snappier like uh i always thought dream drop distance felt really snappy uh it was the snappiest we've had in the kingdom Hearts series but (laughs) uh after 0.2 there's it's like there's no going back like once you snap you you don't go back
1: (laughs) Stop. Stop. Anyway, moving
0: on. Uh, Moving on to story. So, in terms of story, uh, 0.2 and back cover, uh, you know, they're they're the ones that had some new stories, so we'll talk about those. Um, What do you guys think about the story of 0.2? Well, before we we get to that, let's just start with, like, some raw stats. So, 0.2 story, uh, roughly speaking, if you Uh, play through it at a normal pace you're looking at about three to four hours but uh, in terms of like cutscenes there's approximately one hour of cutscenes in 0.2 which is impressive like it's impressive they made that much for 0.2 because that's almost as long as back cover which is also an hour so uh, Savvy how did you feel about the story of of 0.2
1: it was a very Kingdom Hearts style story to me uh (laughs) Cause I like I'm not quite sure like how much we can indulge in it, but like,
0: yeah, just just impressions, not yeah anything specific. Um, how, how did you feel about the story?
1: It felt like it felt it felt it, like it made sense. Like it made sense that the storyline was kind of this way because like yeah, like wh- like I I guess in a sense like once you understand like where it's coming from, you're like yeah. Mm-hmm any person would probably feel this way or understand this way yeah, or like course. knowing like this types of situations will happen. in like, like any, any type of like TV show, movie book, like you'll go through certain um, like internal dialogue and stuff just because mm-hmm. that's, that's what's going to happen. And, exactly. But yeah, no, I know. I enjoyed the story. I was like, yes, I am happy with this. I'm enjoying where this is going. And things are making sense, and I was like, "Okay, cool, good." Okay,
0: sounds good. Churo, how did you feel? Uh, what were your impressions of the story when when you went through it? I went from. Had... Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Go ahead. No, go for it. How, how, what did the story make you feel? Since we can't talk about the story yet, it made me feel a lot of
2: emotions. A lot of emotions. <laughs> emotions. emotions. But also, at the same, at the same time. Uh, there was a little bit of confusion and a little bit of, you know, WTF moment, but, you know, yeah, overall, just, as always. Yeah, yeah, just, overall, though, the it just made me feel a lot of feels, you know, especially if if you're, you know, somebody who's played through, you know, especially if you played birthday Sleep beforehand, you know, exactly. then you'll yeah, see that makes w- sense. everything unfold before you, then you realize, oh, no, and then you're just like, and then you just start crying, because, you know, While the feels hit you at once, like a wave.
0: Exactly. So I definitely agree with that. Uh, One thing that I will say uh, that was uh, maybe a pleasant surprise is that while it does feel like a preview for Kingdom Hearts 3, it mostly feels like a preview for Kingdom Hearts 3, it also felt like a sequel to Birth by Sleep. Like it does, it scratches that itch a little bit. Like yeah. it does feel like a continuation of Birth by Sleep, especially considering that it does start immediately where the secret episode of Birth by Sleep Final Mix left off. So there's definitely that feeling that, yes, this is a continuation of Birth by Sleep, and it's also a preview for what's to come in Kingdom Hearts 3. And it's also like uh, additional backstory that. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura just didn't have anywhere else to put it. Like, th- there's additional backstory for, you know, Kingdom Hearts One, for example. Um, that- that's interesting to have. So, uh, yeah. Overall, uh, I think Zero Point Two has an interesting story. Um, that I'm really impressed with uh, the voice acting in Zero Point Two. Um, uh, Willa Holland did an amazing job. This is her best uh attempt at aqua best best she's ever done
2: it's true because now that she has a feeling of what the character is like now she can be totally immersive in it Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so she is she does such a good aqua in this uh in this game um uh i will say just since we're still on this side of the uh on the no spoiler zone uh so Can we talk about Kyrie? <laughs> I think we can talk about Kyrie. So Kyrie, her voice is not Hayden Panettiere. No, it's, no, it's Allison Stoner. Do it. Knew uh, it. So Allison Stoner's back, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something controversial right now. Do it. She's better than Hayden Panettiere.
2: Oh, oh wow. Snap.
0: She's better. She's better. Hayden Panettiere did good in Kingdom Hearts One, and that was it, unfortunately.
2: Send all your hate she- mail to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you questions at gmail. Like, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just, I just want to be honest because like, Allison Stoner sounds like Kingdom Hearts One Kyrie, like that's that's and that's to me a big compliment. Like she sounds like Kyrie to me. Hayden Panettiere did not sound like Kyrie to me, uh, and
2: you know after Kingdom Hearts One, she just could never get the voice back. And I, mean, I guess in like the voice direction. Because remember, remember she, she talked a little bit about that when they had that M- yes. MTV oh, thing. Talk uh, about and, talk like a princess, Hayden. Yeah, they wanted princess. her to be more like higher voiced, you know. Yes, and she just
0: it it wasn't working. It was clearly you know she was phoning it in. It, it, she just never got it back. So if it's possible that you know Hayden Panettiere could come back it, it, it could just be that her you know schedule's too busy for kingdom hearts right now and maybe she'll come back it's not the first time this has happened it happened with the uh, you know rechain of memories for example so i'm hella biased it's possible so i to stay on this cuz yeah yeah <laughs> so no <laughs> so it, it's possible but i'm just going to say i liked alison stoner better than hayden panettiere she does have some awkward lines yes at least one there is one awkward line that I did not like, but other than that, I prefer her over Hayden Pinhead's here. I'm just gonna say that because that's the only—that's uh, the only uh, voice change that uh, occurred in here. Moving on, let's talk about music. Oh, actually, no, we need to talk about the story of back cover. <laughs> okay, so real quick, I'll just say what I thought of back cover uh, I- impression-wise because we we need to get through this quickly so we can get to the spoiler cast. Uh, real quick as far as how I felt about that cover story, uh, of all the quote unquote movies that they've released with these, uh, collections, this is the one that felt most like a movie. Yeah. Like the three, five, eight over two did not feel like a movie. It felt like they were doing a remake of three, five, eight over two and they took out the gameplay. That's what that felt like. I have yet to watch. I've still not watched recoded, but I've heard it's kind of similar, a similar situation. And, uh, but with this, this felt like this is the only way this has ever existed. And it is like there wasn't an, a, another game that was cut, you know, there wasn't, uh, you know, anything that was missing. This is how it was always supposed to be. That being said, it doesn't tell like, it's not the kind of story that tells it, it, There isn't really a clear story arc. Most of the story is told with a bunch of characters in Daybreak town in various places. It's but just a bunch of people going to places and talking so in that sense, it doesn't feel like a movie you know in in a typical movie, what would happen is there is like a journey you know they go from point A to point B or something happens, and you know there's some progression you know physically through a place to some sort of end there is there is no real conclusion to this um it does not feel like a complete story but out of all of these things it feels the most like a movie and overall i really enjoyed it mm-hmm. uh how did you guys feel about back cover
2: speaking very very generally i liked it except for how it just plays out and then and it's over boom it's over yeah, no. it just it yeah, ends yeah. abruptly yep yeah, yep yeah. that's that's yeah. how
1: i felt too like Definitely kind of agree insane.
2: with that, because because yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of like indicating that that if you want to continue it, then you got to play the. You got to play Unchain Key exactly. I mean, it does a nice job of giving us the the alternate you know perspective of the foretellers, you know, because Unchained Key and Key were the focus of your Keyblade wielder. Now exactly. it's you know, I mean, I it, there's a lot of drama to the story, you know, it's that you know, there's no denying that, you know. All these the foretellers all want the same thing, but like they're all trying to get it through their own method you yeah know? but it, it's it, to me I, it just it feels it feels very dramatic because you know there's really no way it's gonna end in you know, on a good note you know just just by looking at it exactly. so
0: it was overall quite good, but yeah, it didn't really have quite the ending we had hoped it would have. Uh, Because it really didn't have much of an ending at all. So uh, moving on. Let's talk about music real quick. Real quick. Because we need to get to the spoiler cast. Uh, So real quick. 0.2 music. Oh my goodness. It was so good. Uh, There's a lot of live recordings of music. I don't know if these are new. But they sound new to me. What did you guys think of 0.2's music? Isn't it amazing? Sounds
1: like breath by sleep and I'm happy about that. I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Yay.
0: Churro, what did
2: you think? (laughs) It was awesome.
0: Yes. Okay. Now let's talk about back covers music. I almost cried. Oh it was god. so good. Oh my god.
2: Uh, title screen. Oh my daily so so oh, oh my god, that
0: title screen. Oh my god, that title screen. That music was so good. Oh my god, that title screen.
2: Just, just, just ignore everything else. Just listen. Yeah, just, just listen to the covers. Put the- it on the title screen and just leave it there put for it like 10 that hours. Put on title screen.
0: Exactly. Just so Just chill. Good. Chill on that title screen. Everything else is good, obviously. I teared okay, up. Now let's. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Alright, let's go to the... Uh, Alright, so now it's come to the time where we're gonna give our final score out of 10. Very quickly, though. <laughs> Very quickly, though. Alright. Uh, savvy, out of 10 and point uh, fives are okay, but no no more than point five. So, out of 10, what would you give Kingdom Hearts 2.8 as a whole package? 8.5. 8.5. Okay, Churro, what do you give Kingdom Hearts 2.8 as a whole complete package?
2: I give this in my review already. I give it a nine.
0: Okay, nine. Okay, and Brandon, <laughs> what do you give Kingdom Hearts two point eight as a complete package? I give it an eight point five. Oh. That's just my opinion. You single me so, out. I see how. Yeah, works. single. Yeah, single you out. It's fine. You, th- there were just maybe point five more things that bothered me and Sabby yeah. than they did you. You're skewing
2: our average, man. Honestly, honestly. Aqua's worth the 0.5 extra. By, oh, by okay.
0: okay. So, so for you, Aqua's worth the 0.5. I'm not that into Aqua, but I do appreciate her. I will say, as someone who doesn't really care that much about Aqua, I care so much more about Aqua now, and I I do care more more about Aqua now because of 0.2. Be, she has such a good role in there. She is very well-developed in there. We'll talk about that more in the spoiler cast, which we are now uh, going to. So... Just saying, starting momentarily, we will be going into full spoilers of both 0.2 and back cover, and if we need to, Dream Drop Distance and any prior game. So, just fair warning, we will be spoiling things going forward in this episode. So, uh, if, if you haven't played these games, please... You can pause the podcast now, go play and come back later, okay? So we will start spoiling things in three, two... One behind the door in Destiny Islands. That's where the the key to darkness is. Yeah. it's been there the whole time. Well, also, uh, <laughs> that's that's like. A, also, Lee and Kyrie will train with Merlin. Also, uh, me, Mickey and Riku are going to the Realm of Darkness to and, find Aqua.
2: And and and, also- and 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 Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> Snape kills Dumbledore. Oh. Wait, round Wait, wrong one. Sorry, wrong one. I got excited okay. there for a second.
0: I think that should always be our tradition that after we do a, a spoiler warning, we have to like actually give a really bad spoiler right away. My
1: goodness.
0: Yes. I think I think last time our one for dreamed up distance was Lee has a keyblade. <laughs> yeah, I I, I like right off the bat literally. Yeah. So, so funny. There we go. Alright, so I've got some plot points uh, We're going to talk about 0.2 first I just want to hit through these plot points just so we Are all on the same page and we re- go, you know Refresh ourselves of what happened So, alright <clears throat> So in 0.2, here are some plot points that Happen. Uh, the door From the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 Is referred to as the door to Kingdom Hearts, whereas prior to This, that door has always been Referred to as the DTD, the door To darkness. It's also referred as the door To darkness in this game, but Mickey specifically specifically says in this game that that's the door to kingdom hearts. And those referred to uh, kingdom he also, hearts in the
2: first game too.
0: <laughs> yes. He also says that, uh, the kingdom hearts at the end of kingdom hearts. One is said to be different from the one that Aqua knows about. So the one that you see in the sky at the end of birth by sleep, that's the big blue heart. It's not that, uh, he says, uh, Mickey says that it is smaller and it's not complete, but it is the heart of many worlds. Moving on from that. If the door is left open, darkness will escape and destroy the remaining worlds. We kind of knew that already. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Aqua is present when Riku crosses over into the realm of darkness at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, but she disappears because she saves Riku from the demon tower, which she has been fighting through the entire game. It's basically that uh, that serpent like a collection of Shadow Heartless that flies around all over the place. That's the Demon Tower. So she fights that, sends that back to Dusty Islands where they were fighting, and uh, that's why she's not there and doesn't meet Riku. Uh, Moving on, Uh, Mickey's reason for not talking about Aqua up until the end, uh, up until after Dream Drop Distance is... Because it is too dangerous to go into the Realm of Darkness. It was actually very difficult, apparently, for Mickey to do it in Kingdom Hearts 1. And not only that, none of them have the ability, uh, or at least up until Dream Drop Distance, none of them had the means to escape the Realm of Darkness with themselves and Aqua and doing it safely. So, because of all of that, Yen Sid forbade Mickey from saying anything to Riku or Sora because he expected that if Riku or Sora knew about that, they would immediately stage a rescue mission and go full into the try to find a way into the realm of darkness and probably get trapped there themselves. So, so basically, that's don't blame Mickey. Why. Blame Yen Sid. Don't hashtag. blame Mickey. Yep. Blame Yen Sid. Yep. Hashtag blame Yen Sid. <laughs> Always moving on Lee and Kyrie will go train with Merlin uh, uh, they they were sent on their way uh, in uh, at the end of uh, 0.2 uh, next Mickey and Riku will be going to the realm of darkness to find aqua uh, they were given gifts by the three fairies to uh, 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 in the form of suitcases that contain new clothes that are said to protect them from the darkness. Prior to this, the only clothes that we know that were capable of such things were the organization cloaks uh, that we see many characters wear it, throughout the Kingdom Hearts series. Apparently, uh, this is not; th- these will not be that. They'll be similar, I guess. So we'll see. Uh, they were in that one Kingdom Hearts key artwork. Uh, apparently, Riku was wearing it. Moving on, uh, Sora lost his powers again because of the events of Dream Drop Distance. Now I don't know about you guys, but the second that happened, I just
2: facepalm. Me too. This, I was like, "Oh my
1: god!" I'm like, like, I'm like "Are you kidding me?" Oh my me? god! Ah. It's like, it's
2: like, it's like, it's like, and it's funny too because like the whole entire time, the inside was explained to Sora, he was like. Like passing the blame on the Sora, even though Yen said did nothing about it. Yeah, he was exactly. just saying, like, this
1: happened, this happened. I'm like, okay, just, like, you know, keep abusing him like this. Like, yeah, this I know. Can feel and, awful. It's like, it's, oh.
2: and it's funny because, like, at the end of Dream Drop Distance, Yen said was the one that's all like, I should have known this would have happened. But then, like, but then, like, this cutscene's cut all, like, yeah, cut all like, well, you're the one that felt darkness and you're had your are heart. F- Failure. You're a failure. You're phony.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh no, but like you didn't do well. You got this. Like it's like Riku had to come and save you. Blah blah blah. All this stuff. I was like, man, you're really like making me feel awful. And like to what a uh, failure. Like to me, when this happened, it reminded me like of another game. So like Assassin's Creed. Like you started out like with Altair. You got everything. You get to do whatever you want. Yeah. And something happens, and you lose everything, and you're like, why? What's the point? What's the point of this now? If I lost everything, exactly. I have to build it all back up again? Like, come on. No. I was. Just,
0: so, obviously, this isn't the first time it happened. Sora even goes as far as saying,
1: huh Happens all
0: the time. Yeah!
2: Classic Sora. I that, know, right? That it was
0: some classic so classic Sora.
2: I shut up, like, oh, Sora. Just shut up. It, wants it, to it, hear like, that. It's Shut up. It's like, take some responsibility from us, dude. That's how... You know, this is that's how you got in in that mess the first place because you're just like eh, yeah. it happens all the time. It's like, dude, did you not learn anything? I know from this whole thing? that's
1: what like makes so me more annoyed. I, but I was like, oh man.
2: Something I I just want to bring
0: up that really pisses me off and just here we go, Brendan. Rinse. I kind of I kind of don't like Sora anymore. Oh and snap! Send your hate mail to people. I, yeah, questions I, still, ador-
1: I just still adore Sora no matter what.
0: Okay, so the reason I don't like Sora is it's not that I don't like Sora is I don't like what I don't like the character that they're writing right now that they're calling Sora because this is not the Sora from Kingdom Hearts One. The Sora from Kingdom Hearts One wasn't a big dumb idiot. Yeah. You know, the you're Sora you're from just Kingdom a kid Hearts One questioned things. You know, he was a kid looking for his friends, but he he questioned things. He. He grew, he thought, he considered things. This guy is a big dumb idiot. He is Goku from Dragon Ball Z at the end of Dragon Ball Z, where Goku had absolutely no character traits. He's that. He's Ash Ketchum, you know, 10 years old forever. That's the character they've turned him into. Well, I think well, it's,
1: right now, unfortunately, it's just like, it's what we're seeing right now, but I feel like they need to. Do some sort of, like, you know how, like, Legend of Korra, where, like, she was, like, Mm -hmm. just PTSD on everything. And I kind of want Sora to go through that sense, because, like, even though he says, oh, it happens, whatever, right? But when he, like, relearns all his stuff, I want him to feel the sense of, like, losing almost everything once again. Because he's now
0: yes. trying to regain, and not it. just
2: be like,
1: "Oh, whatever, it
0: happens yeah. all the time." G- because isn't it great when
2: you lose all this progress? Yeah, be- oh, yeah, man. because because that's not development. That's like, okay, I'll just get stronger next time. It's like I really hope that when he goes and trains with, you know, because you know he's going to Olympus Coliseum, you know, yeah. I hope that you know Hercules, you know, shows Sora what it's like to actually be a hero you know yes this is the reason why they always refer him as half pint or junior heroes because he's not fully understanding the concept what it's like to be a hero because heroes go through their own trials and so uh, even though you know like like you said there was no development of him you know learning like say hey Mm -hmm. i got you know i got tricked and i was had lost my heart you know it's like this is that's a big freaking deal yeah
1: that's a big deal and he's playing it off like yeah like the the yeah, war, you know
2: keyblade wielders are light almost lost you know like their best you know best weapon which is Sora you know he's just like yeah. eh whatever i feel like
0: they're like stapling on a character flaw really late in the series yeah. like oh remember how Sora's always this big dumb idiot that's always really foolhardy and and is really overconfident remember how he's always been like that wait no he wasn't always like that he had that sometimes in kingdom hearts 1 but like generally speaking he he wasn't that big dumb of an idiot always and it seems like they're just adding on this character trait. So maybe the reason for that is so that he has a flaw that they can grow and work on in Kingdom Hearts 3. Maybe that's the point of Kingdom Hearts 3 is that he learns to not be such a big dumb idiot. But like the fact that they're adding this this flaw for seemingly no reason, that that hurts. As someone who's been a fan of the series, like, why did you suddenly make him a big dumb idiot? So, that's that's rough. Now, I will say, they did the same thing with Aqua, but in a much better way, because Aqua had no flaws. We've discussed this before. She was perfect. Aqua had no flaws. She was perfect. Nothing. Nothing wrong with her in Birth by Sleep. But now in 0.2, she's actually going through some crap. Yep. Like she's yep. going through something real serious, very psychological, really interesting stuff. And because of that, she has been damaged. She is hurt. She is, you know, like you said with Cora, she's going through PTSD because she's been living in isolation for years. And, and then that, even if you're perfect, that's going to harm anyone. And, and that especially makes when sense. your own
2: voice, you know, you know, demeaning you as you're progressing Exactly. you know just just to hear your own self tell you that you know telling you that you know your bonds you know your heart is a hollow as a demon you know yes. it's just te- just just degrading you the entire time at your journey it's just god you know there's only so much a person can take yeah and that's but that's also so when that, you realize that to you. me that to me makes sense that through
0: the vehicle of she was a you know a you know, she was doing the best she could, Miss Perfect Aqua, and her decision was that she would sacrifice herself to give Terra a chance. Now she's reaping the she's reaping what she sowed. She sent herself to the realm of darkness. She's dealing with living in quote unquote she's living in hell and see and dealing with the separation from everything she held dear and. That's rough, and that's not gonna leave you unscarred. And now she is quote unquote she is punished, Aqua.
1: Oh no! <laughs> like, like even, like even in the game, it was like she doesn't even know if Terra even made it back, and like
0: she doesn't know yeah, anything about like, the even outside like asking world.
1: Asking Mickey is like did Terra make it back, and he did say a thing. Yeah, oh, man,
0: it's, it's rough. Now, okay, now I wanna I wanna touch on something that. I think is fine, but I saw someone bring it up. So, in this game, uh, Mickey uh, on several occasions makes direct reference to Sora and Riku, and tells Aqua directly, and Aqua talks about Sora and Riku in this. And so, this chronologically occurs uh, prior to Kingdom Hearts One. You know, it it occurred well not prior uh, tangentially at the same time as kingdom hearts 1 specifically the ending of kingdom hearts 1 that's where this meeting occurs and uh later after kingdom hearts 2 aqua meets with ansem the wise in the realm of darkness at the sea of uh, nothingness yep. at this point ansem starts talking about this keyblade wielder It's in the world. You know, fight in the good fight using his key with Keyblade in hand, constantly saving the world, and Aqua's like, "Oh, is it Terra or Ven?" Oh no, it's who is this? Who's this boy? Oh, Sora! Oh, like, like she's hearing this for the first time. Now, I think it's fine. The only part of that that I think is a little, still a little weird is that. She's still asking about Terra and Ven when she knows full well that Terra and Ven are not safe because she would have had to do something about it. Why are you still asking? And, you know, clearly you had a lot of experiences prior to these events in this secret ending. Why are you still talking about it? Oh, it's because Nomura wrote this part first. It didn't wrote 0.2 after. I don't know. I don't think it's entirely (laughs) a plot hole, but it's a little weird. Go watch those two scenes, go, go watch that secret ending and then go play 0.2 and you're going to feel a little weird, but it doesn't entirely break down in my opinion. Okay. So yes, I would say overall, I'm really impressed by 0.2. I think Aqua's journey is amazing. I love that she's contemplative. She's thinking about her life. You know, this is the most developed I've seen Aqua before to me, Aqua was just a Mary Sue. Everything's good about her. She's she's a strong, independent woman, and ain't no one gonna tell her nothing. And that's what
1: I loved about her too. I still love her with a, with that sense too, cause she's just a strong. I, I think
0: I think that's fine. It's just that she wasn't interesting to me at all. Like, okay, True. you're strong, whatever. True, cut him. Strong is strong
1: is I'll boring. Cut
0: strong He'll cut you. Strong is boring because strong isn't human. People have flaws. And so I will to send me you some hate mail, boring. Brandon. <laughs> but now. Now, because of zero point two, all right, this aqua I can get behind this aqua has seen some crap, you know she used to be all high and mighty. she used to be Superman, but now she's got the kryptonite, and she's down on her luck and what does she do about it she's thinking she's smart i like I
1: like sad girls I like this aqua I like sad girls this
0: aqua's way cooler. this aqua's so cool, and aqua in birth by sleep was boring. I said true that. <laughs> there you go. Wow. <laughs> All right, so Chiro, you, you, you brought this up before, but there are some uh, there, there's some plot points we still need to talk about. So Sora's next stop will be Olympus Coliseum. Now, I think this is super interesting and very strange at the same time. So just so y'all know, like 2.8 is the opening of Kingdom Hearts 3. This is the prologue. Remember Roxas and... And everything that happened with Sora in Twilight Town, that's that's this for Kingdom Hearts 3. So if if you want that if you want to have an opening for Kingdom Hearts 3, you better play this. Exactly. I don't know how it can reach you from within the spoiler cast, but please. Please play this. It's like super necessary, because like this is the opening of Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, I, I'm serious though. Cause you like From the way it made it sound, like Kingdom Hearts 3 will start and you will go to Olympus Coliseum that be period the end like <laughs> Now uh if i had to guess i don't know what you guys think but i personally feel like maybe they'll have like a short opening that's not Sora <clears throat> Riku Donald and Goofy maybe it'll be uh maybe it'll be like the past segment with young Xehanort and young Master Ericus. maybe that will happen first and then they'll transition and go to Sora Donald and Goofy and then they'll be going to Olympus Coliseum, because I cannot see a Kingdom Hearts game starting with a Disney World. That would be so weird.
2: Well, then well, not Morris mentioned something about you know the game going to be starting right.
0: You know, I know. I mean, he did say that. So yeah, it could, it could
2: happen. So basically, that's what zero, like you said, with Roxas and you know Kingdom Hearts two. You know, it's like mm-hmm. this was zero point two. It basically covers all that, so that when Kingdom Hearts three starts, you it's basically you're in control. Yeah, I just feel like.
0: If they start there, it's not starting on a high, because Disney worlds to me are not the high points of a Kingdom Hearts game. You know, it could be usually, worse. I mean, it could. I guess could, it could. You, be you worse. could.
2: You, you could be pushing a car.
0: I know that, and that's what that's what this makes me think of. Actually, that's exactly what this makes me think of. Is Final Fantasy Fifteen how it you how it started in the open world? You know, that typically a Final Fantasy doesn't start in the overworld. You earn the overworld by going through the linear opening and Final Fantasy 15 didn't really have one. It just had something they stapled on from the ending. So that like, I don't know. I'm, I'm very suspicious of this direction considering uh, Nomura was the one who like wanted to like make Final Fantasy 15 separate games just so he could have a bombastic opening. So I guess he did that. I guess that's what 2.8 is. <laughs> so yeah, basically 2.8 is not episode Duskai. 2.8 is Kingsglaive, basically. Pretty much. Like That's, that's the best uh, analogy I can make. All right, so yeah, Sora, uh, his next stop is Olympus Coliseum. He's going to uh, see Hercules because he's lost his powers and Herc did at 1.2. Yep. And maybe Herc can help him out. Uh, next bit, uh, Sora can apparently use his Keyblades to open new pathways to other worlds uh, that he can access through the Gummy Ship. So that's that's their explanation this time around as to how he does that. Uh, isn't that how he did it in Kingdom Hearts 2? Don't, re- don't you remember that that crazy animation? His little twirl of the Keyblade and then the big crown would appear and he'd shoot the Keyblade he, into the sky. And he sky actually said, a new
2: pathway is open. A new
0: pathway is
2: open. <laughs>
0: Guys. How much have you forgotten,
2: Sora? How much did you lose in Dream
0: Drop Distance? Lost a lot. Okay, oh,
2: well, it it just goes to show that he hasn't developed much. <laughs> yep. Or maybe they just decided let's
0: just forget he's developed at all. Oh man. Please be good, Kingdom Hearts Three. Please be good. All right, let's move on to back cover. All right, so. Uh, as for back cover, all the spoilers I got, all the plot points I got is just the roles of the uh, of the foretellers. Because honestly, that's the most important bits of the plot. Like, as far as I'm concerned, that's the most important stuff. The rest is, you know, the turmoil in between. And if you guys want to to know more about that, just watch the movie. So, uh, so there's uh, six apprentices and the Master of Masters. So that's the quote-unquote seven lights of the past. That, uh, that existed So first we have uh, Ira Who is the leader of the Foretellers uh, So uh, Basically uh, before we get into this uh, The Master of Masters His whole deal was I'm going to disappear soon So I'm going to entrust all of you With different uh, tasks That I will give you and I want you to follow these So first guy Ira He's the leader of the Foretellers And in the Masters absence That's his role He's supposed to be leader guy He's the leader of Unicornus. Next, we have Ased, who's the bear guy, uh, Ursus. Ursus's leader. Uh, He his job is to be Ira's right hand man. He's the second in command. He's the second banana, and he his special role beyond that is to take control from Ira if necessary. If Ira is ever acting kind of weird, it's Ased's job to take over violently if necessary uh the rule ro- the rule of the foretellers uh third we have envy envy is the anguis, the snake snake uh, union's leader uh her job is to ensure that the master's teachings are upheld and that justice is served uh within the unions uh next we have gula who is the Le- leopardus one he's the leopard guy Uh, Gula has, uh, his role is he's been entrusted with the lost page from the book of prophecies. And, uh, basically the lost page says on it that it predicts that there will be a traitor among the foretellers that will betray the group and bring about the Keyblade war, uh, in which everyone's going to die and lose and whatever. Moving on. We got Ava or Ava. Is it Ava or Ava? It's Ava Ava
1: in the movie.
0: Ava. Ava. Okay. Ava. So there's Ava. Ava's job is she's told to prepare a special group of exceptionally powerful Keyblade wielders that will not take part in the final battle. Their role is to leave for the world outside and to be the hope for the future. This group is called the Dandelion, so much in the way that if you were to uh, grab a dandelion and blow a dandelion and all the sort of seeds fly out into the distance and scatter, that's sort of their role as Keyblade wielders. They're supposed to be scattered among the Sea of Stars and find their own way, separate from this battle that's about to take place where everyone's going to die. Finally, we have Luxu, uh, L-U-X-U. Ooh, I wonder why there's an X, (laughs) as always. Uh, so Lushu, his deal is, he is a special member of the Foretellers. He wears a black organization-like cloak, just like the Master of Masters does, and he is not given a Book of Prophecy, and he's not given a Union, unlike the other ones. He is instead given a Keyblade, which has no name, but eventually they just call it No Name. (laughs) It's kind of lame, but whatever. No Name. So he's got a Keyblade called No Name uh, that has a goat's head and a blue eye. So if he did have a union, you can sort of assume that his union would be named after some sort of goat like name. Uh, also, uh, just in, uh, general literature, uh, goats as imagery sort of refer to the devil, uh, in, in, uh, mythology, uh, uh, the uh, the devil has always been associated with a goat. That's where the depictions of the devil uh, that you've seen as a red guy with horns, those horns are like goat's horns and sometimes you'll see see him with a tail or even hooves that's you know that's all based on goat like imagery. So that's you know if you want to read into it, that's why it's a goat. It's, it's you know sort of signifying some dark evil things hint hint. So moving on. Uh, his role is to watch everything that transpires in the world. He's not—he's not allowed to interact with it. He is there to observe. He's there to see the Keyblade War, the end of the Keyblade War. He's there to see the world after because the Keyblade that he holds, No Name, has a blue eye, which is the eye that uh, the Master of Masters sees through, and is the way he will see the future, and. Uh, it's uh, basically through the power of this Keyblade that the Book of Prophecies gets created so the fact that he's got to go there and watch all the events and go into the future, that's how the Book of Prophecies end up ends up getting written in the past and apparently this is the same Keyblade that Master Xehanort wields in Birth by Sleep it's also so, his role to pass down the Keyblade as well, yes and to pass on the Keyblade and it's their uh, his successor's job to keep doing that, keep watching so uh so yeah moving on uh it's clear that Lushu was successful in this quest because the book of prophecies exists and it has the entire future uh, uh of the world written in it so that means that he was there he saw everything in the future or he will see everything in the future and he was successful he was also given this box that has a sigil on it. That when Lushu asks the master of masters what's in it, he's like, "Oh, wouldn't you like to know?" And then he like whispers it to him. And then Lushu's like, "What?" <laughs> Thanks, Namora. Yep, yeah. So, uh, you you see him like dragging that thing around, and yeah, that that's that that's about it. Also, we were talking about this before. I think it's time to talk about this and be a little bit more ranty. Uh, So at the beginning of birth uh, 0.2, they decide just randomly, hey, let's throw in a scene of Lushu, just sitting there uh, observing kingdom hearts, uh, absorbing whatever hearts, I'm guessing, from the Keyblade War, uh, and let's just randomly put that at the opening of 0.2, whereas that scene has literally nothing to do with 0.2. None of that, uh, none of Lushu or... The, that version of Kingdom Hearts or the Keyblade War or any of that has anything to do with 0.2. It is not discussed at all in 0.2. Mickey doesn't talk about it. Yen doesn't talk about it. Aqua doesn't talk about it. Nothing about that scene is referenced at all in 0.2 and adds absolutely nothing to it and only serves to spoil, or at least kind of spoil, like a really cool scene that should belong in back cover. I... I think the inclusion of that is baffling. What, do you guys, what did you guys think?
1: I felt the same. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. <sighs> I was like, uh. Wait, like, why is yeah. this here? Yeah.
2: This looks like, really cool. Why are you showing me this now? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, it's like, why do you like, randomly put this together? And it's not even, like you said, it doesn't have to do with anything. It's just like, I know that you want to open up with something mysterious, but it didn't have to be like, that.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not necessary at all. It's kind of like how with uh, with Final Fantasy 15 they opened up with parts from the ending. Like, why? Why?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> why is this
0: here? <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that you know, 0.2, much like Final Fantasy 15, they didn't have a a bang to open with. You know, it's always like common uh, common sense that you start with a bang. If you start a story, you start with something powerful to get you into it, something amazing looking, something, you know, whatever you do, you got to start with something awesome, something powerful to get you going. And 0.2 just straight up didn't have anything like that. Final Fantasy 15 didn't have anything like that. So yeah, let's staple on something that has nothing to do with it. That looks cool. That's kind of like the only reasoning I can think of. So that was kind of weird. That should have been at the end of uh, back cover, and that would have made a lot more sense, and would have been just fine. Anyway, moving on. So, overall, what did you guys think of the story of? I know we talked about it in generalities before, but more specifically, how did you feel about about back cover as a story? Did you feel like it tell, told enough? Because I I kind of feel like I it mean,
2: didn't. honestly, like you said, it, it told the perspective of the foretellers. You know, like I yeah. said during the, in the review, that yeah it did a good job of showing you know each uh foreteller but at the same time it didn't do a good job of showing like every single one of them like yeah only certain like only certain foretellers were like the main focus of the story you know
0: exactly mostly ased and like a little bit of ira but it was mostly
2: ased being mad about ira yeah, yeah it, it's like when you just call it you know this you know ased's anger or something like that K- kingdom hearts ased is mad <laughs> ased is mad he is raging but um but yeah, it's I mean like like I said, the one thing I liked about it was the the internal drama. Because, like, yeah. you know, these foretellers are certainly powerful Keyblade weirders. as yeah. you know, if you play through Unchained Key, you'll see that and here these guys are supposed to be protecting, you know, you know, the light from the darkness, but instead they're fighting with each other, which creates yeah. even more darkness amongst the, amongst themselves. And it's just, I like, I like that dramatic part, but like I said, overall, it just didn't like the way it ended. It just so, like once, once it started getting past the whole, you know, overlapping, you know, the game. Yeah. Um, once, once it seems like it it was finally coming to its own thing and it's just like, boom, it's over. Yeah.
0: So, uh, after watching this, uh, actually last night I watched all the English, uh, subtitle cutscenes of, uh. Of Kingdom Hearts Key, the the web browser version of it. So I watched all of that, and I just gotta say, uh, if you have not seen it and you've seen uh, Back Cover, I highly recommend watching it. Even though Back Cover does a lot of work to spoil all of Key for you with the opening, holy crap! <laughs> like they show everything in that opening. But even though you're already spoiled on what happens in Key, like I highly recommend that you go and like watch Key. And, uh, because th- there's definitely a lot of st- like, so if I had to describe it, uh, un- like key and probably unchained key, it's like, that's the main story. And back cover is like the anthem reports, which it makes sense. Cause it's called back cover for God's sakes. But like, uh, if, if you want the actual story of key, you're going to have to play key or, or, or actually don't play key watch Key, because <laughs> playing Key is a nightmare. Like, a un- Key's story is the most unaccessible story I've ever encountered in the Kingdom Hearts series, because you just have to put in so much time into just getting very, very little drops of story. Like, we're talking, these cutscenes are maximum three minutes long. Like, that's as f- that's as long as they get, even at the end of the story. And you're talking like, you got to put in like weeks of work to get one of those. I can't in good consciousness recommend that to anyone like that, like on an ethical level. I don't think that makes sense. So, uh, I would say at this point, you know, w- without there being a good way of, uh, seeing the story, just go on YouTube. That's really all I can recommend. <laughs> just go on YouTube and watch it. Cause it's all there. It's a good story. It's very impressive. Like, the writing in it is so amazing, and I, I highly recommend it. But uh, yeah, YouTube's like the only way to do it. So highly recommend it. It's a very good companion piece to Back Cover. It feels like very well connected, and yeah, it, it feels like that's the real story. And Back Cover is, like I said, it's like the answer reports too. I
1: enjoyed the way. To I
0: enjoyed the way, back, enjoyed the way
1: that Back Cover kind of like told the story because like it's like yeah like <laughs> they they were like oh each person has their, their own role um and that was cool you kind of like okay like you started off with like you know you're gonna take over for me once like i'm gone and you're like what do you mean you're gone it's like i'm gonna be gone you're gonna take over and you're like okay and then and then i got to like you got you almost got to everyone and you're like you're trying to figure out if there is a traitor and it's a good sense because like that's good storytelling because it's like it's making you think about it and it's like who could it really be
0: Who's the trailer? Then, Who's the trailer? Then, yeah. Everybody's looking for the trailer. Exactly.
1: And then, like, you always and also you kind of compare all the characters in a sense to like kind of the main characters, look like, within the Kingdom Hearts series. So it's like, Ah, uh, Ava feels like a very like Kairi nominee, like they come for like a pacifist. Like I don't want to fight you people. Like I just want us to get along and do yeah. things. Um, the only problem. Yeah. The only, the only thing I really have right now is that I feel like the Master mm. of Masters is just messing with everybody. It's like, I'm just going yeah. to stir the pot. He, and he yeah, is. He's sh- just stirring the pot, and he's just like, he's yeah, straight up I'm is, just going to let this happen. It, and everyone's going crazy. If you just
0: if you just look at the roles, he literally has a guy who has the role of, hey, if you ever feel like the the top banana is kind of a loser, you can just take over.
1: Oh, no, no, no. Like- My favorite is like... <laughs> So you're going to like watch everyone do stuff, but don't really do anything yeah. about it. Just like, kind of intervene and be like the middleman and kind of like mediate everything. Yeah. But like, don't don't cause problems. And I was like, okay, great. And then, because it's a spoiler cast, because I'm going to do this. So like, when uh, Envy's like ha- like harassing Ava, it was like, it's my role, and she's like, okay, that's it, that's fine. <laughs> Like cleaning my hands of me, me yelling at you you do your own thing now I'm yeah. just like okay that's how we're gonna do this now and I thought it was yeah. the funniest thing cause it was like it just made no sense it's like why why are you doing this you know this is forbidden Wait,
0: d- d- what, was, was Ava's role a secret like <laughs> are all their roles a
1: secret yeah it was like, I don't think they're supposed yeah, to know they, each that, other they're, they're not supposed to know each other
2: that's why they keep like revealing it to each other and they're just like jeez. Oh, I yeah, bet. I bet that was a rule from well, the what master. Do you think, of masters. It is. Well, what do you think? Their all don't, don't tell your roles. Well, what do you think? They all had the you know the case of so and so. You know. Yeah. What do you think? is always one on one. So yeah. That's. Well, that's I mean, that's, obviously the they're going to be told That's one the reason one. why it seems so suspicious of the master of masters to be you know confining each and one of them in secret, and then yeah. Pretty pretty soon, all their roles are revealed to each other. Yep. And yeah. then they're like, in the end, you know, nobody realized, hey, did the Massive Masters just really just troll us yeah, right now? Yeah, it's literally, that's what it is. Because yeah. it's
1: like, at the beginning, it's like, you guys are going to get assigned roles. Done. Also, you can't, yeah. none of your unions can work together. Done. Oh, you also yep. can't talk to each other about it. Done. And this entire, like, yep. plot of, like, like what's going on, Clearly, blah, 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 all the stuff. who's a
2: traitor?
0: Yeah, clearly he's like a big old mastermind behind this. He's setting it up. He you know, he wants to know about the future. Uh I don't know. It sounds like okay, Master of Masters, he's probably some kind of time traveler, that's why they set it up in Dream he's Drop Kingdom Distance. Hearts.
1: Let's just be honest. He's, he's Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts.
0: Hearts. He's, he's, he's the door, he's the he's moon. A he's, something. he's just
1: he's just the entity he, of it now. He's a Xehanort,
0: <laughs> Sora. He's a, he's a Kingdom Hearts he just, plot device. Yeah. Whatever, man. Okay, just do it already.
1: My Ava in NVC was my favorite thing out of it because it was so random. It's my rule It's like, it's <laughs> my rule. And they're like, alright, cool. It's your role. I'll let you go. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh man. Exactly.
0: The entire thing. Oh, yeah. I still like. Oh no, box. I it enjoyed good. it
1: too. It was just really <laughs> was random great. things, and my favorite was like. Yeah, there's
0: there's a lot those random.
1: Uh, Lushu's like box. I was like, great. You you just gave him Pandora's box because like obviously someone's yeah. gonna open that.
0: It's a dead body. <laughs> it's a dead body. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. Alright, so that's, uh, I think that pretty much covers that stuff, so uh, I just want to touch on one last thing, uh, is the fact that in all these titles uh, Dream Drop Distance included and, uh, spoiler, even Kingdom Hearts Key they all end with Reconnect Kingdom Hearts So, I guess this this is kind of like, I'm assuming on a a marketing and practical standpoint, this is sort of like a tagline that sort of means uh, stay tuned for Kingdom Hearts 3 that's what this really means.
2: But what do you think it means in the context of the story? Oh, I that reconnect. You just Kingdom reconnected, Hearts. meaning that you're just relearning everything that's about to happen in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. So that, that, that's... The, yeah, I definitely would agree with that. Do you think there's
0: anything else?
1: And I was just bringing back the people who have, like, been lost along the entire adventure, in a sense. Yeah. I
0: would agree with that, yeah. too. I think, for me, the way I, I would interpret it is that, you know... Uh, on a story level, uh, they, they kind of they kind of mentioned this in that one uh, secret movie that I was talking about before, blank points from Birth by Sleep. All the pieces lie where uh, or lie away they lie where they fell. You know, there are many pieces of the Kingdom Hearts story. There's like all these scattered pieces all over the place, and I. In my opinion, I think this whole reconnect Kingdom Hearts is like, all right, now that we have all the pieces, all the pieces are laid out, now let's t- tell a story that involves all these pieces. And that story is going to be Kingdom Hearts 3. So let's reconnect Kingdom Hearts. It could also refer to the idea that they want to recreate Kingdom Hearts. You know, unite the seven darknesses and the 13 or the 13, 13 lights and the seven darknesses. <laughs> opposite. 13 darknesses. Seven there lights, they come together, they forge the keyblade, the keyblade or the key. the key as in like X. The keyblade, and that keyblade is gonna be the thing that brings back Kingdom Hearts. So I think in that sense, that's probably the most literal interpretation. I think the least literal is uh you know, this is just hey, get ready for Kingdom Hearts 3, and then somewhere in between is like, hey, uh There's all these story points, all these characters, all these plot points, all this lore. It's all going all over the place. But Kingdom Hearts 3, that's the nexus. That's where it all meets, and that's where we're going to tell a big old story. I hope you like it. That's what I think it is. So, uh, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up our spoiler cast for now. Uh, Going forward, uh, I think we're going to stick to our whole let's not talk about spoilers freely on the show um, just, just to in respect to everyone else out there that ha- hasn't played uh, these games yet. Um, but while, while we're still on this side of the spoiler cast, I just want to give my personal recommendation. Definitely pay 2.8. Definitely uh, experience Kingdom Hearts Key however you can. It's a good story that's worth experiencing. It is not a good way. The game is not a good way to experience it. I would say the game is good. The story is good. They are not, the game is not a good delivery method of the story. That's my opinion. Okay, moving on. So for the music for this episode, we've got a lovely cover of uh, Dearly Beloved and Aqua's theme that's covered by Legend AV on YouTube. This, uh, at the time of this recording, this rec- this uh, cover is actually only like four days old. So this is brand new, probably inspired by 2.8 2. 8 in some way. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, our next Kingdom Hearts is scheduled for the 14th of February Dun, oh. ooh. ooh it's the love cast the Valentine's cast finally now we've had we've had uh, some love oriented episodes in the past, but we've never had one that released on Valentine's Day. So y'all know we're going to do something special. And if y'all think I have any ideas for it, you are sorely mistaken because I need to think of something. (laughs) (laughs) But we will see what we can do to make sure it is a romantic podcast, romantically oriented, and uh, see, see what we can talk about that we haven't already talked about. All right, so uh, moving on. Uh, As always, if you guys like the show, please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts and we're number one. And, of course, you can catch every episode at KingdomHeartsUnion.com or Kingdom Hearts Ultimania's Twitter, which is at KHUltimania. And remember, if you like the show and you want to support us, please support us on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. Uh, and as always, if you guys uh, want us to talk about what you guys want to talk about, please send us your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com. And you I can we also send your hate mail
2: to, there yeah, too. Yeah, it's all there. It's oh, yeah, just it to your brain. Yeah.
0: That's fine. So I know I know, we didn't have a question segment this episode. We'll definitely have one next episode. I just wanted to devote all the time that we could possibly devote to the review and the spoiler cast. Clearly this is a very long episode. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, the next well, the next episode's gonna be romance episode, so maybe that'll be a little weird. But after that, hopefully we'll be back to normalcy, so we'll see. I I'm pretty sure we'll have plenty of time for questions next episode though. Alright, so uh yeah, that uh that, that wraps up that wraps up our show. I hope you enjoyed it. So uh you
2: guys
0: did yeah. too. Uh, it's goodbye time, guys.
2: <sighs> oh, man man.
0: I feel like forever. <laughs> I know, I know. It's been a while. Uh, it, it, it's like, it, we it's have a new ki- we have a new Kingdom Hearts game, guys. Yeah, I know, yeah. Like, you know, it's I been th- uh,
2: what since 2012, which is you know I've
1: never like, done a spoiler cast with they, you. Guys. They, you know that, right? This is the yeah. first time yeah. I've ever done yeah. one with you. This feels really interesting. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's cool. It, it's it feels just weird. It's
0: actually actually it's our first spoiler cast that we've done where it's like in the in and around the release time. Because you with Dream Drop Distance, the way we did that spoiler cast was we did it like a year after. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance. Yeah, released. Oh, I remember
1: being there for that, and, and that was that was the whole thing for that too. <laughs> so yeah, long.
0: and like that was like it, it felt really good to finally get to talk about that, but it felt like we weren't topical. Yeah, like and that's that's the reason why I wanted to do the spoiler cast so early, is because I wanted to just like. Let's talk about it now while it's still fresh, while it's still relevant. And, you know, going forward, we will shut our lips like we always do. We will talk about it for a year. That's fine. But I want to talk about the stuff now while it's still interesting, still relevant. You know, because for all we know, in a year when we're actually allowed to talk about it, maybe Kingdom Hearts 3 is already out. And, like, most of this stuff is, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 preview stuff. Kingdom Hearts 3 preview stuff is not interesting when Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. Kingdom Hearts 3 is interesting then, so... Yeah, I just want to talk about it now while well, it's still hot. Oh no, it's fun. It was still fun. I loved it. Interesting. I just, like,
1: oh Yes. It's like fresh in your mind and everything. But anyways, yeah, like, exactly. it was awesome. Thanks, guys.
0: Yeah. I, I want to play it a few so more times. So that's the
1: same with me. Yeah. We'll do another hey, spoiler, that's the cast. thing.
0: Even though, even though, yeah, we, we probably will need to. Like, even though we, like, took took some extra time to give us time to play through it, I still feel like I haven't played no, it enough. No, that's the same with me. Right. Like I haven't I, done all the extra, no, so i I'm gone yeah, same. Yeah, like there's so many like extra things. Like I feel like I'm missing stuff. That that's that's my thing. I feel like I'm missing stuff. So hopefully uh, uh, within the next few weeks I can like get some quality time with it and see if I can find anything new and uh, share with you guys. So uh, anyway, yeah, say say goodbye, guys. Say goodbyes. Bye, guys. Hope
2: you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, you we learned a lot of things yep. with this game. Play Kingdom Hearts.
0: Definitely. Play Kingdom Hearts. Okay, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.